Need a moment? Breathe and pause for Kingdom Moments, featuring the best devotional readings and excerpts from writings written and read by apostle, author, and podcaster, Dr. Leanne B. Marino. Take a few minutes, sit back, and focus to let these Kingdom words fill you with hope as you take time to be encouraged by this spiritual pause. Want to learn more? Visit Apostle Marino's website at kingdompowernow.org. Selah. Why do you do what you do? I grew up in a large, often legalistic denomination that put a heavy emphasis on works. We were encouraged from a very young age to be first in line to do things for others, especially the church. It was the responsibility of the laity to keep the church going financially and practically, and very little of the work within the church was done by paid positions. The members of the church were required for cleaning it, preparing the different linens and garments used in services, handling readings and various lay ministries of the church, and handling the housekeeping and meal preparations for the ministers. Church members were also expected to volunteer in different social activities, such as homeless outreach or working in anti-abortion efforts. I grew up watching many women very active and involved in virtually everything they could get their hands on to do. They were doers, they believed in the power of doing, and somewhere as a result of their doctrine, they believed that doing good would help to save them. Doing things was a requirement of their faith. This sounds good, right? It sounds idealistic and like much of what we are supposed to do, right? Well, there were a few realities behind this that made what they did go very seriously awry. It might have sounded idealistic on the surface, but because they were performing their actions in order to produce faith, there wasn't much behind why they did them. Their motivations weren't because God prompted something within them, but because they hoped such works would prompt something within their own seeking of faith and salvation. None of their works were an extension of their faith, but they were working their works to try and spark their faith. The results were abysmal. It was hard to get volunteers for projects because the people who ran the show either didn't want anyone else to show them up or were so punitive they made it impossible for others to participate in doing good. They were often grouchy and angry and did their works with a great deal of complaining and dissatisfaction. When things didn't go their way with a specific individual, they were quick to provide long detail of all the things they had done for someone. There was no joy in the things they did. They never found God in their actions, but hoped instead that God would result from them. There are a lot of people who do things with the same motive and agenda in mind. They hope that the relationship with God they have always dreamed of, or the faith they don't quite understand, will come into focus if they do more things. While there is nothing wrong with being a doer and coming into a deeper relationship with God as you experience him through action, there is something wrong with trying to constantly do things to find that relationship. Love is central to our faith experience because the scriptures teach us that God himself is love. What God has done for us changes us because it is the very incarnation, the very reality of what love is and what love does in our lives. 
In our faith, we have received the love of God, and it has changed us. We might not be perfect. We might have times where we don't express it quite the way that we should. And there are probably moments where we all lapse in our judgments and falter before God. Despite this, the love of God draws us back and in, capturing our hearts and minds in a way that continually pours into us. This is the very foundation by which we walk with God and motivates us to do everything we do by faith. Since God chose you to be the holy people he loves, you must clothe yourselves with tender-hearted mercy, kindness, humility, gentleness, and patience. Make allowance for each other's faults and forgive anyone who offends you. Remember the Lord forgave you, so you must forgive others. Above all, clothe yourselves with love, which binds us all together in perfect harmony. And let the peace that comes from Christ rule in your hearts. For as members of one body, you are called to live in peace and always be thankful. Let the message about Christ in all its richness fill your lives. Teach and counsel each other with all the wisdom he gives. Sing psalms and hymns and spiritual songs to God with thankful hearts. And whatever you do or say, do it as a representative of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks through him to God the Father. Colossians 3, 12-17 As we learn more about love as a central part of our faith experience, we come to realize that if love has transformed us and we receive that understanding by faith, we want to do something with what we have received from God. Our works come from this foundation. It's not that we are saved by them or believe they can save us, but that we can't keep what God has done for us to ourselves. We want to give some of what we have received. As God works in our lives and transform us from glory to glory and faith to faith, we do what we do because we can't help ourselves. God's love makes us want to do more and more for others. Hesed makes us consider our actions and our behaviors thoughtfully and carefully. We can do the greatest deeds in the world and do them without the love of God behind them. The scriptures, however, mandate our works to come from a base of love if they are to make a difference. We must do what we do out of love, or else our works don't count. Such love demands a careful inventory of our motives, assessing and considering the realities of why we do what we do. It is useful for us to sit back and consider our prompts and purposes in Christ, and as we look over the things we do, assess our relationship with God in the process. It's a marker, an examiner, and a truth teller about our true priorities and prompts behind every one of our actions. This is from Created for Love, An Evolution of Love in the Bible and What it Means for Us by Dr. Leanne B. Marino. That's Created for Love, An Evolution of Love in the Bible and What it Means for Us by Dr. Leanne B. Marino. Go on Amazon.com or wherever books are sold and get your copy today. It is my hope that Kingdom Moments has provided just the spiritual pause you need. A friendly reminder, the readings featured on this podcast are copyright, and if you desire to quote from them, please remember applicable laws and do cite the author or obtain proper permission. Want to learn more about the book, about the author, about the work that is done through the ministry, or to contact the author, visit KingdomPowerNow.org today. And until next time, may the Selah Paws of the Kingdom lead you to spirit-filled moments throughout your days.